I am not a doctor or health professional, and I do not recommend uh, or give advice to anybody to consume illegal substances. Yeah. Uh, the content and the service that I provide is only for people who are engaging, engaging in psychedelics in areas where they are legal uh, and okay. they are for educational purposes only. For real though, I was looking at some of your content and I have to say, just for me personally, I'm falling in love with, uh, first of all, I love flow state. Like I have never seen anything like it in my life. I thought the space was absolutely beautiful. Like just, yeah. just some of the most, like the murals are gorgeous. Just the, the thought, you know, the process to build this thing and looking at your stuff, you kind of have the same mentality and the same approach to training. And the one thing that stuck out to me was the post you made about just the swinging of the mace, like on the side, yeah. I uh -huh. saw that. And I was like, that's genius. It's so simple, but like just holding it and kind of just letting it sway. It's calming. It's soothing. It's a nice little, like peaceful sort of, you know, uh, resistance training, I guess, you know, I had seen them. So, on it, the company down in Austin, Texas, they introduced me to the tools. Like I found out about the mace and, and the clubs through them. Um, yeah. And I'd known about them for a couple of years. I first got to mess with them probably back in like 2017 or, or yeah. no, it was early 2018. I, I got down there and got to go actually work out there for a couple of days. And um, I first got introduced to them then, but then my own practice with them really started at the start of quarantine last year, uh, whatever, the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Um, and I had actually seen, and so, so while the tools come from Austin, a lot of the movements I, and inspiration form come from Naughty Aguilar and functional okay. path. And I think I first saw him do a post, right. Kind of when quarantine broke about the same thing of just like, he's like, if I'm ever in an anxious state and I just want to relax, I'll just let that thing swing. And I'll just let it drop me down into like a more relaxed parasympathetic state. And uh, I just really started going down that whole rabbit hole. And I didn't even have clubs actually at first. At first yeah. I was using cast iron skillet. <laughs> like in my <laughs> smart though. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was having to go gorilla style and like, That's like awesome, come up with dude. something to mimic it. So I was using the cast iron skillet and then I ordered them and they finally came in and I just kept going with it. But I love um, it. I'm, I'm relatively new to, to training people and I'm, I'm still trying to F find your niche, I guess, like, like yeah, in, in that space. Yeah. And well, also, and also like trying to understand exactly the mechanisms that, that are happening in these movements to we all are. Yeah. Cause yeah. honestly, like I, so one of my whole things too, one of my, what makes my niche special is that I'm pairing them with psychedelics um the clubs so i nice. help facilitate um psychedelic experiences for people that's so um, cool dude i love that yeah. <laughs> i really both, think that's cool yeah both on a micro scale so like people who are microdosing, like really creating structure and, and helping educate them on on what's actually happening in terms of like the neurochemical interactions then also like psycho spiritual and then you know how you actually leverage those things to make it like a really beneficial protocol for you so I'll do that. And then I also do um, like more macro experiences for people. So when they're going deeper into the space, um, yeah. but through all of it though, I'm wanting to incorporate these clubs and, and just the body because one of my whole tenets is that like any kind of therapy that you're doing, 
yeah. whether it be talk therapy or psychedelics. Um, if you're not integrating the body into that whole process, then like a lot of the healing or the transformation is going to be somewhat incomplete because, you know, as we get so much more research out of guys like Besser Vandal, Vander Kolk and, and others, it's like mm-hmm. our body stores a lot of our emotions and our experiences and our memories and our traumas too. And so like if along the healing journey, you're not incorporating your body into that whole process, then it's going to be somewhat incomplete, you know, one way or another. Um, and so that's really what I'm trying to meld here is both like kind of the, the psycho spiritual emotional component that comes mm-hmm. um, from psychedelics and then also the body with the steel maces and clubs. Um, so that's kind of like my, that's like, goal. That I love, yeah, I love the saying, like if you go to a circus and you see uh, a monkey, it's like not that big of a deal. And if you see a clown <laughs> on, on a yeah, side, it is a big deal. <laughs> well, it is a big deal. But, but, it's a monkey. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, why is there a monkey? It's like, circus? holy shit, but, monkey. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so if you see a monkey, it's not that big of a deal, right? If yeah. you see a clown riding a unicycle, again, not really that big of a deal. But if you see a monkey riding a unicycle, like, huge deal. Yeah. So combining unique things is really where magic happens. And so that's kind of the, the alchemy that I'm trying to create with, with this whole process. You know, I, I can see I can see that blowing up simply because in the fitness space, and and you certainly see it or else you wouldn't be going down this path. I think everybody is looking for the most effective solution to combining stress-free environments and feelings and Mm -hmm. full body sensations with exercise. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've never really found a great solution to that, but the idea of microdosing with, you know, the functional patterns movement or, or even more standard movements seems like something that people could most like genuinely latch onto as a way to like, truly feel the training in a different way as opposed to soreness and you know unpleasant feelings you know so 100 yeah i'm with you it's um it's interesting too because i mean so what i'm trying to do is mimic uh the two like processes that are going on right so yeah when someone's on a microdosing protocol they're supposed to if it's a true microdose it's subperceptual right so you're not okay getting any kind of visual effects you're not um it's it's subperceptual right so it's not changing altering your ability to see move function interact with people etc you might notice like a small uptick in mood and like problem solving abilities and just uh like an all-around better feeling high yeah 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 yeah. it's not like a high like it's not uh, something that that you're that's really noticeable it's very 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 subtle Okay. So that subtlety is what I'm trying to mimic in um, the movements. So like the subtlety that's going on in your brain, what's happening is um, these minus, so I primarily work with um, psilocybin uh, and fungi. And so uh, also too, for the sake of recording, I do not sell, provide, encourage, or give anybody um, any psychedelics. Uh, They have to bring that to the table. That's their own choice. That's their responsibility. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You just, Um, you facilitate the experience. (laughs) You help with that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to put that out as a, as a disclaimer. Oh no, of course. I'll, I'll make sure, I'll make sure to include that too. Whenever I uh, put out the podcast. Yeah. Sure. 
we'll, yeah. um, I'll, I'll give them a full one later. But so what's happening though, is that, um, the neural networks in your brain and the neural pathways and the neurons themselves are actually growing and connecting to one another in new ways. So, yeah. um, that's part of why people get so much of this kind of problem solving, um, creativity, inspiration from microdosing is because it's literally connecting more parts of your brain together. So when they do those side by brain scans, it's like on the left, you'd have like a pretty static, you know, low level activity. And then on a micro dose, it's like all the different regions are lit up and there's more activity happening where different parts of the brain are communicating. Oh, wow. So, okay. So you're literally growing new neurons, connecting awesome. new neural pathways and getting new access to more parts of your brain. Yeah. And more connections and simultaneously in the body, what I'm trying to mimic is the same thing. So rather than necessarily these intense um, exercises or movements where it's high levels of output, mm-hmm. I'm trying to focus on real subtle, small um, interactions that are going on in your body. So a super simple movement, even like a hold, um, like a static hold. Okay. What I'm aiming to do is to try to create more connections in between your muscles, your muscle fibers, your ligaments, huh. and not only connecting those in your body, but then also connecting your brain to them. So like when you do like a super simple movement like that, uh, one that I posted where the mace is just kind of swinging at the side, super simple movement, but there's actually a lot going on there, right? So you're having to counterbalance both front and back. Yeah, And you're also having to counterbalance side to side as the mace moves and as your arm swings. And so it's a super subtle movement, but if you can really start to tune into it and pay attention to it and get connected to your body in a a deeper way or a more complete way, then you really start to kind of reprogram, not just your mind, but then also your body and how all the different muscle fibers and again, ligaments, how your fascia your posture, you know, which muscles are engaging and contracting and which ones are moving. Um, yeah. Mimic that whole mirror, you know, with your body and your mind, that's where I feel like the magic happens uh, with these microdosing protocols. And yeah, I just think it's really profound. And I've got, I mean, a ton of benefit myself from doing it. Yeah. And so now I'm at a point to where I'm like, all right, it's time to, to introduce this Branch to, to others. Yeah. Bring other people into it. Well, you know, you're, this is this is cool for so many reasons but i i I like i've always been a freak about the mind muscle connection and Mm -hmm. you know this tackles that problem and it really does i know that you know by dealing with the mind muscle connection and working on that serious thought of felt approach to training then you can go into all this other stuff that you may enjoy doing like maybe the more heavy, high intensity performance type stuff. And you've got this unlocked, you know, from doing all the stuff that you preach. It's kind of like the, the, it it branches out into all aspects of training. If you can master this foundational approach you've built, like that's amazing. What, what happens Do people like to get on like a bigger, a, a bigger dose to experience more from this kind of training? Or is that kind of, it's better to microdose when you approach it as opposed to I, kind of going all out? Yeah, good question. I think it's better on a microdose. I okay. actually started doing it with, with marijuana, with cannabis. Okay. So I was living in Chicago at the time, so I was able to access it recreationally. Yeah, um, there's tons of benefits. Now that yeah. I'm, yeah, and so I, it just, 
I think that honestly, the marijuana is really complex, more so than most people give it credit for. Um, But if you think about like one of the quintessential components of a psychedelic, right, is it has this amazing ability to make the mundane seem extraordinary, right? So like the the class on when when people are high, right, is they just will kind of like look at and they'll be like, whoa, (laughs) oh, my God, what? I've never seen this part. 100% 100% yeah. so it makes the mundane extraordinary it's the same thing with these movements it's like they're they're simple mundane movements but um with psychedelics even with cannabis they feel uh, amazing they, they, yeah they start yeah. to you sort of notice the profoundness in it and just oh, like how cool. complex it is and they're like wait a minute they're like i'm just mimicking walking but like there's a lot going on here it's like yeah, yeah. it's like we just don't pay attention to it and we're just um we're just kind of immune to it uh so again, it's, it's, it's that, it's that this, this receptor, this, you know, your brain is firing. So you're kind of, you're kind exactly. of seeing all these, all these bits and pieces you didn't recognize before in a simple movement. 100%, 100%. It's, um, I mean, one of the, the key components to life, right. is just the balance of expansion and contraction. Yeah. Right. So when you breathe, you expand and then you exhale, you contract. So with psychedelic experiences they are um they're they're creating a hyper expanded state right so your consciousness is expanded you're exploring and seeing all these new things about yourself about your life about the universe all of those stuff so same way that you focus that expansion um in the mind when you focus that same expansion to the body you start to see how again like in these simple movements everything becomes more profound and you're like, Oh, whoa, there's a lot more here than I originally saw the same way with, you know, how the psychedelics are, are creating an experience in your mind's eye. Um, so yeah, it's just all mirror and mimicking. Um, and it's just been really cool. Uh, like I said, I've, I think one of the, the main, um, misconceptions to like uh uh traditional training is that Mm -hmm. you have to you have to be in pain or you're you know no pain no gain right so it's like you have to be traditional hurting yourself yeah you have to be hurting yourself you got to be pushing yourself to the limit in order to get any better it's like all right well okay maybe that's true and is it possible that simultaneously it can also be true that actually by maybe slowing down that's by true. lowering by lowering your load by lowering your output um if instead of making things hard what if you actually try to make them easy and so like in all the movements that i'm doing particularly the ones where i'm mimicking like a walking motion yeah if i can I actually that. make that yeah if i can make that motion as easy as possible then yeah. technically i'm increasing my ability to add more load right so the so the better i can handle a lower load the better I'm going to be able to handle a bigger load. So it's like, yeah, for sure. You can go in and try to squat 400 and um, deadlift, uh, you know, all the weight in the world. But it's like, what happens when you just try to stand up straight? Like how good is your posture? How good is your walking movement? How good is your coordination? Um, If those things aren't there, then like your squat deadlift capacity is always going to be lower than it could be because like the foundational parts of, of your body, you don't really have mastered. And I think it's like, I think it's so apparent too, especially within CrossFit. Right. So like, yeah, I I hear so many people who get into CrossFit, they all are dealing with some kind of injury. Like, Oh, well, as soon as my shoulder gets better, like, you know, like, Oh man, my knee is just kind of, Oh yeah. Tons of stuff. Yeah. 
yeah it's like well why are you going through emotions that are that are making you more deficient than you know you would be if you didn't do them at all and so um, that's true so it's like you know why try to do why try to run if you can't walk why try to lift 500 pounds if maybe you can't throw like with decent coordination and i think that you see it too because a lot of times like from the big bodybuilders that i know they have like huge postural issues they do oh yeah huge gait issues um and and they're always injured um not all i shouldn't say always injured but it seems like they're injured more than i prefer to be um so that's my observation yeah all that crazy amount of repetition you know high intensity repetition will just it just bangs you up over the years and you're right like i've i've seen some bodybuilders i mean they are broken today like they are completely yeah uh like i mean ronnie coleman he's on crutches he was lifting oh yeah he, for he, sure you know ronnie he's like the big big guy he was he won the olympia like eight times and in all his videos he would yeah. deadlift 800 pounds and now he's he, he's he's going to the hospital he's in constant pain and yeah. i'm like my god i just who would want that you know i, I mean i get that you had a goal yeah. but geez and pete's and and it's cool yeah, at what cost yeah at what cost yeah it's so true are, are you doing this type of training currently at uh flow state um so no i am not actually um i'm trying to so i actually just met drew a while back nice. i think um over the summer maybe it's when i first got introduced to his gym and i was like holy smokes this place is really cool i know um, and <laughs> the then, same thought i had <laughs> i know it was yeah. really special never yeah. seen anything like it either um and then uh we kind of kept in loose contact and then i was like you know what i really think that i'm ready to start maybe teaching classes there and so i reached out to him about that and we're in the process of trying to have myself take him and his other trainers through kind of what, what i do you... with my clients yeah and then see see how well it fits, see how comfortable they feel, you know, having me lead like a class and then hopefully I can, I can start teaching there. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a special place that I'm hoping to be more of a part of your idea. Your idea is really cool to be, to be honest with you, man. I, I think it's awesome. I really, uh, it's hard to find something in online personal training or face-to-face personal training that could, that could bring people to feel better. You know, I imagine yeah. that that's the ultimate goal of anybody trying to train with anything. And it seems as though this tackles that completely and gets you towards your goals, but really and truly the, the feel good aspect, the stress-free aspect is like, is like it, it it's, it's entirely there. And at your core, you probably feel like you just always want to keep doing it. Like there will be never, there will never be a moment where you don't want to be in this sensation in this kind of training, 100%. whenever you go with that, that's, so I couldn't cool. agree with you more. It's crazy. That's I why it. I was so bummed, man, that I wasn't able to, I don't know why I didn't reach out to you when you're still in St. Louis and trying to see you. Cause I could tell it's, Oh no, it's okay. It's, it, it sucked though. When you reached out, I was like, fuck, I could have interviewed But, uh, no, it was, I went to, I was in St. Louis. I love St. Louis, by the way. I don't know. Do you live really? in downtown St. Louis? I fucking love it, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I so I'm, not, I'm not in the downtown downtown area. I'm like in the intermediate part called the Central West End. So I'm okay. probably like ten minutes from the Arch. But um, yeah, man. yeah, no, it's it's a cool area. I I, I live in uh, the New Orleans area, so I'm in Louisiana, okay. and uh, there's like it's it, it it is different. I'm telling you just right now, like New Orleans is not this 
this huge city. Like if you went to New Orleans, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is not St. Louis. There's no arch here, you know? And <laughs> so it's funny just going there. I think the gym culture is way cooler in St. Louis. I went to, there, there was really? a few places. Oh, dude, the, you, you'd be surprised. There was another place I went to called BioFit. And um, they're so cool because I mean, once again, you know, <laughs> your approach is unique. Uh, Flow State's approach is unique. And then BioFit, they bought up this super expensive, like $40,000 machine, and they have become practitioners of this machine that generates like constant tension as you do the, oh, uh, as yeah. you do the motion. And it's cool because it's like, you know, it's, it's entirely, entirely new, brand new scope of training. But, you know, again, it's $40,000, you know, you're, they have six of them. So that's a, that's a lot to deal with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's crazy. yeah, but no, man, I, I absolutely love St. Louis and I was in Cleveland and they got some cool gyms over there. So, yeah. but yeah, man, no, I feel like, um, in my world, Austin is kind of one of those places, um, Texas that, yeah, Austin, yeah. Texas. It's kind of really a stupid got... question. Like Austin, uh, Oklahoma. Or... No, no, no. <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, yeah, no, Austin, Texas has a really unique gym culture. I, I don't yeah. even think, uh, I was quite aware of how how diverse St. Louis' gym culture was. Um, Pretty incredible. They definitely have like a unique group, and there's a lot of people who are occupying really specific, again, you know, niches, niches within yeah. kind of the 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 fitness market. But they do seem to have a good number of them, and it's interesting too because St. Louis, generally, like from a cultural perspective, is thought to actually be pretty behind the times. Um, You're kind kidding, of like really? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a there's a unique um, like socioeconomic dynamic in St. Louis um, where you have. I mean, so I St. Heard. Louis. Yeah, I mean, like for for historical purposes, St. Louis was a huge, you know, it was the gateway to the West, and so there was a lot of um, just to generalize, you could call it just like old money that started yeah. here. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and just continues <clears throat> to kind of um, breed here, I guess, or or or, or like stay here. Um, and so, uh, that creates its own dynamic. And then also too, there's this cultural aspect where it seems to be like a couple of years behind, uh, the coats in terms of like technology, particularly huh. health and fitness. So like, if you remember like float tanks were huge, uh, or started to get big kind of like five years ago or so, yeah. maybe even a little bit sooner, like 10 years. And it just took a couple of years for St. Louis to really start to get its first few. And then now that there's, um, then once there was one, then kind of a couple others spurred up, but they got them like five years behind like New York and LA and Austin and, and probably Miami and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So even like fashion trends to some degree are kind of like <laughs> just a couple <laughs> years behind. Like uh, everybody that's else. funny. So yeah. There's, this there's like this cultural insulation within St. Louis that, um, that, yeah, just kind of puts us like a couple years behind everybody. But I think that that's starting to change. And I think that you see some with like the technology influx that we're getting. And then also um, like with the fitness influx and like the health influx. And um, yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> I would um, love to have yeah. driven into St. Louis and just see everybody in like bowler hats and like tweed suits and a horse drawn carriage. Like, <laughs> man, they're really far behind the times. What? What happened here with this Guys city? Guys walking around with monocles. And <laughs> I know, canes. monocles and like big canes and like, hello, sir, <laughs> how are you? I did like lawn cigarette holders. <laughs> Welcome here, to like, St. Louis. Here, like, here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is this Corella place? Corella DeVille style. 
you get like the you get like the gyms they're like they're dressed in like like knickers that like go down all the way to their ankles and they have like the the belts the vibrating belts or something and it's like old timey machines and you're like well this when is people fight different they fight like this I know. I'm like getting a yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, fisticuffs, on, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you want a row? Let's go. <laughs> For That's sure. It, it is. It is interesting. But no, like I said, it's, it's cool to hear, especially like an outsider's perspective. There's also two, I mean, not to get too far off track here, but there is a, an interesting um, like kind of woo slash spiritual concept where I don't know. Are you familiar? I got with that like, vibe. I got that. Oh, vibe. really? Oh yeah, going to flow state. Oh hell yeah, yeah. It, yeah. There is there's a connection to, um, it, it, the spiritual side, but like, but like there's always something deeper, I guess, underlying mm-hmm. like why people are doing things, and so uh, everybody connected had some form of like, of like mind muscle connection, and especially like honestly too, the BioFit guys. He was talking about like uh the uh, what did he what did he say like metaphysical side of training oh he went into that and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. my gosh that's so cool you know yeah sure so to your point and so where i was going with that is that um there i don't know if you're familiar with energetic vortexes around the world but um, i think i i can like picture it i can sort of glean like what you're saying but no explain it to me yeah so like there's a concept where certain longitudinal and latitudinal lines intersect okay. um, like where different energetic meridians are around the, around the world where they that. Yeah. Create, yeah, can create like an energetic vortex. So like Sedona, Arizona is one. Um, um, the Lake Titicaca in okay. Peru is one. And I believe like Mexico City is one. Um, Machu Picchu is one. The Himalayans are one yeah um, and so there's like this and you always find too like a really um uh like an ancient civilization that had its capital center there and uh there's actually an energetic vortex right on the other side of the mississippi river here um, oh wow that okay called cahokia hills cahokia and so hills. it was okay. like the if i think it's graham hancock who you know does a lot of like um ancient civilization research and and um writing um Cahokia Hills was essentially the New York City of uh, Native Americans and of North America. Uh, okay. It was like very much like a huge hub of trade and commerce and ideas and religion and all this different stuff. And so it was right across the river uh, uh, in, in Illinois. And it's a super ancient civilization, kind of like an Atlantic City type mm-hmm. um, essence to it. And so, so, anyway, so there's an energetic vortex here. And it's interesting too. And I was literally just having this conversation with someone today. There's somewhat of a, a fable in St. Louis that like, if you're born here, it's inevitable that you're probably going to leave at some point and go live somewhere else. And oh, it's wow. also inevitable that you're actually going to come back uh, here, huh. which is interesting because my dad did that. I'm now uh, doing it. Um, like a lot of my aunts and uncles do it. And I talked to a lot of these people who are like, yeah, you know, I went and lived like in Denver <laughs> for a while or like I went out to Seattle or, yeah. but they're like, I'm back though now. <laughs> so it's really interesting how like the, the, the theory uh, seems to match. Seems to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, 
Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. But, no, uh, I can't. Uh, oh, yeah, just St. Louis and the culture. There's a, there's a weird kind of energetic uh, vortex here that's hard to explain. Well, I can I can imagine, you know, that that it makes sense along the lines of like feeling different emotions and different like states when you go to different places. Like I can, you know, and maybe it was just because I was sick and tired of freaking Louisiana and I just wanted to go somewhere else. But I, I like when I was in downtown St. Louis, you know, you, you like, I felt more optimistic. I felt happier. It was just really walking downtown and, and you could like validate. Is that, is that kind of what comes with the Meridian? Like, uh, uh spheres, yeah. I guess. Okay. Is that sort of feeling so. comes? So it's that? like, it's like an alignment, right? So you have okay. you know, one line and a second line coming together. And so with that, you have like a, a degree of harmony, um, there. What it and felt so- like. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that can absolutely create that emotionally. Um, I'm probably, and I mean, there's, um, again, it's just, there's just weird paradox. So it's like, you have that yeah. concept and you also have this, the old, old timey aspect of the old money here. And then also with, um, just like the socioeconomic and the geographical kind of issues that, that have, where you have this huge, huge, huge concentration of wealth in like the West County of St. Louis. Is it called, is it called like the what is it meridian shift or something like is there a name for it oh like for the energetic vortex uh no, for for know. like the you were talking about the socioeconomic stuff it was like somebody gave it a name while i was talking to oh that's interesting i don't i don't i, I don't remember i don't know i would be up i would have to hear it but, it had the um, word meridian and i'm like we're talking about different meridian stuff but he was talking i have no clue it was so funny i'm like this must be a st louis thing but i don't know huh i don't know somebody yeah. would say something here and i'd be like i don't fucking know what that is in louisiana <laughs> so. yeah this, i'm starting to get out of my depth too so we'll steer it back but oh, no, yeah good. it just there's some interesting things to it and as i learn yeah. more about it, it it's fascinating so um but yeah that's, that's cool though I'm glad, I'm glad you had a good time here because i don't because i would I also did. say too that that our our downtown area is actually subpar for really uh yeah for, for like general northern cities i'll just, I'll just throw yeah. that out there i i love that just as far as like culture goes and food i was like okay this is like really cool stuff <laughs> i loved huh. it yeah that's interesting yeah i mean yeah. There, there's definitely a lot of um there's a huge ethnic kind of convergence in st louis we've got a lot of bosnian and like um eastern european um I saw that cultures yeah, yeah. There's, there's that and then um like i said there, but i i don't think that i'm going out on too far of a limb to say that like our downtown area uh, feels relatively underdeveloped like yeah. compared to others uh i mean granted you do have efforts like with the st louis cardinals and ballpark village and that kind of stuff um but oh, yeah, in general we it feels like yeah in general it feels in my mind like the city has been on somewhat of, like the city city has been on somewhat of a decline because i also used to work downtown when i first got out of college and it felt a little bit more lively back then i was gonna um, ask now, you that because it was so like th- there was almost nobody when we were walking yeah. the streets it was weird yeah. man i was like this is a downtown i'd like on a on in midday, just during a weekday, I, I maybe see a handful of people walking the streets. Yeah. It's not wow. like a downtown Atlanta. It's not like a downtown Cleveland or Cincinnati or like any any other major city. Really, they've yeah. got a huge concentration of people living and working downtown. 
it's almost opposite here. It's like the city is somewhat de like desolate. No one really lives or, or goes through the city. But then as soon as you get outside of like this, this really small, small circle of the city, you get yeah. into all, all these different neighborhoods and all these different pockets and all these different like semi-suburban areas like where I live in the Central West End. Like and it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's, re mm -hmm. it's really diverse and, and it branches out. And then, you know, it goes up into like North St. Louis, like Florissant, which is like the on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum. Okay. But then contrasted with one of the highest concentrations of wealth I've like ever seen out in the West County. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's really wild. Like you just drive for, for miles and you just see neighborhood after neighborhood. That you are see all a like, change. Yeah. Like you know, dollar wow. homes and it, it's uh it's weird um we, we yeah. went we went to uh went to the hill oh yeah so yeah. that's a great that's a that's a classic <laughs> example of what i'm talking about it's like a, yeah. it's like italian concentration um yeah. and it comes with its own quote it feels like a different city from like the city of st louis like that pocket is like its own kind of like self it was it was so cool area. i was like man this is like a, a literally like uh you know it, like its own italian village and all these real rustic italian restaurants and everything like it, yeah you're right it was like this this pocket of culture <laughs> you know 100 yeah that's awesome yeah that's interesting that's cool so wait so so tell yeah. me more on how you got going on this thing got into this um, i don't think i found you until i saw that you did your flow interview state. through it, it and i think i think it's I keep wanting to say flow state, but I think it's flow STL. Um, so it is. I think, it, I think you're right. I think it is flow STL. It, it's yeah. everything, all the gyms I have to, whenever I go to the website, they all have STL like after the name and everything. So I have to get, oh, I was yeah. like, Oh, STL, you know? Yeah. So it, it makes sense. You know, it's like, you got to make sure it's, it's that one, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I just started, I went into this, this podcasting thing. And I do marketing basically. So it's a form of marketing where I take, you know, I get sponsorships and all this stuff. And uh, I, I take my podcast on the road to try to bring up like real humanized inspiration. So as opposed to bringing ego into fitness, I want to bring real inspiration out of it and show yeah. people, you know, where, where the real stories come from so they come from people like drew they come from people like you they come from all the other gym owners who man are, are managing and have managed to develop their own special ideas of fitness and yeah it's so much better than all the other people that you know maybe manipulated instagram early on and they just labeled themselves an online personal trainer you know, right. It's even though For they sure. have a lot of followers and shit, their ideas are truly, truly, truly no different. So it's, it's going, 100%. going to people who like have thought about it. Actually, they're, they're really, they're trying new things. And that's why what you're doing to me seems really, really, really inventive just because it's, it's new. I've never heard of it before. It connects the dots to certain things though. Like it really does. Mm -hmm. It, it, it fills in a space that's left behind by, you know, what, what, you know, Instagram celebrities have tried to fill it with, with ego and pointless plans and a lot of cookie cutter approaches to fitness. So 
Yeah, yeah man. It, it's really you. cool. Are, do you have an online page? Like how can people get with you about training? Yeah. So that's a good question. That's something okay. in the process of doing right now. Um, I'm hoping okay. to get something up by next week. Uh, right now, like Instagram is kind of my main portal. Um, and again, how can I'm, I'm I help you with oh, uh, pumping it. Um, I think once, Oh, with developing it. Uh, good question. Just, so no, just I'm, like whenever I put this podcast out, like I want to make sure you know, oh, cool. I'm going to try to like, try to pump you as much as I can to like give you a head, you know, just give you some, some, uh, a head start on it, you know, for some, sure. Some that would be press. huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would like to try to have it up and going. It's also uploading videos to YouTube. Um, like okay. that, that, that swinging mace. Like, so again, I'm relatively new in this whole process. Like okay. I've been on my own journey for a while, but really this, this summer is when I just started working with people and you know, I it's, love it. it's still very like grassroots and organic at this point, but yeah, like starting to put more videos up on YouTube is the big part of like my next steps in terms of really helping explain these concepts. That way people can kind of watch the videos and get is to it... know as much as they can about it or having a conversation. So like uploading those videos, getting the ideas and services and um, pricing up on a website um and then yeah having that website be like a main portal for people to be able to kind of find out about it learn a little bit about it and then determine whether or not it's a, a fit that's interesting for them enough to yeah. want to reach have a conversation what's your uh is it just your name on youtube corbin uh yeah i think i've got um that's the thing I really haven't even started up one, but I want to say it's just Corbin Sellers. Um, I think I'm using um, the the email handle. Let me be your guide twenty six at gmail.com. Um, I'll I'll once I find it, I'll I'll pull it up and send it to you. Um, okay. But yeah, so I want to get I want to get a bunch of videos uploaded there. Um, just kind of walking through like my main concepts, and my philosophy, um, and so like if I were, even if I were just to break it down here. Um, my biggest thing is that, uh, the human body is designed to do three primary movements, Okay. walk, run, and throw. Yeah. I, while I incorporate a lot of the throwing aspects into like my motions and into the, the clubs and maces that I'm doing for a lot of the people who are new to this kind of stuff, those yeah. 360 you know, mace movements is probably going to be further down the line for them because that's a, a really complicated motion. But it's actually way more like the few people that I've tried to teach the the, the three sixty two. Um, you know, it's the traditional where you bring it overhead, swing behind, and then goes forward. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really hard for people to get. I was just working with someone on the other day, and it was like kryptonite to Superman. Like there was just something <laughs> where like wasn't clicking. So. Um, so even though walking, running and throwing are the three primary movements, what I'm really focused on are helping people, uh, sit, stand, walk and breathe better. So, um, again, like while people are doing these CrossFit workouts where they're running a quarter mile and then deadlifting, you know, 200 pounds, 10 times, and then they do 10 pull-ups. I'm like, that's awesome. And it's super cool. And I get super jacked up watching any video about it <laughs> or like the CrossFit games. And when do you ever do that stuff? Like in real life, <laughs> it's true. You're not going to, you're not going to get into a fight and then start doing push-ups. You're not going to be like, hold yeah. on. I'm going to yeah. clean and jerk real quick. <laughs> I, and, and actually, you know, it's funny you say that because same thing goes, well, so I, I want to come back to that, but like the same yeah. thing with like, 
stretching and warm-ups. I'm like, most of the things that you have in your life that you typically like are requiring some kind of physical output, you're not warming up before it. So it's like, why kind of are we warming up before going into the gym? I, yeah. I get it, the ramping up concept, but hey, I'll come back to that in a sec. But yeah, so like sitting, standing, walking, and breathing better. Yeah. Like those four things are the ways that you spend the majority of your time, right? You spend all of your time breathing for sure. Uh, and then throughout the rest of the day, you're either sitting, you're standing, or you're walking. And so being able to do those things better, being able to bring more connectivity, more balance, more like postural core engagement, yeah. um, and just an overall better connection with those poses and movements, um, I think is really going to enhance like your quality of life. Uh, so if you can do those things better, um, you're going to feel better. I think you're going to look better. Um, and oh, I sure. think that you're going to just enjoy and appreciate life more because, I mean, how many times do you walk down the street and see someone moving at just this incredibly fast pace, right? It's like they're stressed out and the sure. walking is merely mimicking their state of mind. The so it's like they're stressed yeah. out in their mind. They're emotionally just all over the place. They are having a hard time being present and it reflects in the way that they walk and move. Like you can walk, you can see someone who's stressed out. Oh yeah. You get a power walker. You could be like, Oh man, they're, Oh, oh yeah. Something's, something's bothering them. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, okay, well uh, just the same way that your uh, walk can reflect your state of like your, your gait, your, the way that you walk, if that reflects your state of mind, then what if we paid more attention to how we walk and then that consequently changes our state of mind. So uh, learning how sense. to like walk, yeah, <laughs> learning how to walk better, which it's, again, it sounds revolutionary. <laughs> You're like, who the hell would want to it, learn how to walk better? But it's true though. Like when you see someone who walks with style and with grace and with a sense of ease and flow and balance, it's a beautiful thing. That's why, that's why runway models make so much money to be able to walk like they know how to walk 50 feet yeah they're really yeah. good at walking and yeah. i understand it's more complex than that it's their shape it's their figure it's their vibe i get that but <laughs> all general, model like, walkers gonna be offended by this video they're gonna come back to me yeah. and be like how dare he <laughs> hey Sorry. I, invite any, I invite any model to to, to work with me let's, <laughs> let's work on your walk um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's part of why they get paid so much is because there's something about their walk that's magnetic and the way yeah. that they're able to do it in the way that they do. And so same thing with walking, same thing with standing, right? Like you can look at two different people's postures, even if you like blanked out their face, just by looking at their posture, you could tell which one was in a better mood than the other, or which one was feeling more confident or feeling more like at ease or feeling more balanced. Um, and well, so it's like, let's work on it. how you stand it's it you probably heard you know the expression if you're sad then they tell you to smile more because then the action of of smiling will right you know make you feel a little maybe a, a little more happier so it so no it makes perfect sense so that's cool though so if you focus yeah. on the gate and you practice a walk that that should you know reflect a better mood then you know it'll have that transfer transfer over 100 percent. 100%. Yeah, I, 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 like, I respect the hell out of that. That's cool. 
I, I'm glad I'm glad you dig it because it's yeah, been it's been a little slow, like kind of getting people on board. Like even my girlfriend at the time, like I was like, hey, she was a yogi, and uh, I was like, hey, you know, like why don't you kind of like give us a try? I feel or, like, like she know, of all people her. would get it. <laughs> well, you know, that's what you think. It's actually yeah. interesting because it the concepts are. I have my own thing with yoga, but like we can get into Your at own some beef. point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so she just, for whatever reason, I, I just think people can get really dogmatic about training for sure. Oh, I certainly can time. get that way too. Like it's, it's a, like a religion. So actually to your it point is. earlier, where you're like, everyone's trying to kind of find the most effective way. I think that's very much reflecting what people, what's going on with religion right now mm-hmm. is you have all these different religions um, across continents who essentially all say the same thing, right? Yeah. Like the, the concept of a singular God that we're all one um that you know all, all that stuff it's all said in different words and different forms across every across every religion so true. And every, but the but the structure and the virginity and the dogma to it is what's kind of pushing people away from it and so now there's a lot of people who are trying to develop their own sense of spirituality and they're like trying to pull from each of these different religions you know there it's like there's a lot of great stuff to Christianity. There's a lot of great stuff to Buddhism. There's a lot of great stuff to Islam. Like there's great elements in all these different um, yeah, dishes. Yeah, it's the different philosophies and the different beliefs. It all, it, you know, it, it's, you're right. There's bits and pieces that, that have wisdom built in and, you know, good approaches to life. Wow. 100%. And so everyone's trying to pull that same thing with training, right? Like there's yeah. awesome parts to crossfit there's awesome parts to powerlifting there's awesome parts to yoga there's awesome parts to pilates um i just think when people get too dogmatic about it that's when you start to see people get off right so like for a power lifter it's like hey maybe you know like if again if you got a power lifter it's like hey maybe you go take a yoga class Mm -hmm. you know you you see a yogi it's like hey cool maybe you know go lift some weights (laughs) like bring a little bit of balance into it like the balance is not just happening within yoga but also you know outside of yoga with the different modalities that you use so like one of my core like quintessential measurements for uh or like gauges for how fit somebody is is like can you put on a backpack like a heavy like like a pack and go hike eight miles with me like up and around you know the mountains right so like i don't know if you're gonna get many clients if that's your first step all right okay listen (laughs) before we do any training this is the test you have to pass you must (laughs) pass this test i can't get any clients i just don't know why it's not working (laughs) yeah it's weird man i just can't really sell it ask them to run eight miles with me and they said no and they back away i can't believe it right so no, and not even run, just walk it, just hike it, like just pack, oh, okay. pack a heavy pack, yeah. you know, eight miles for me. I, I used to do it at this uh, wilderness therapy program in Utah. And my, my theory behind it is like, you know, the yogis might sometimes lack like the strength and the rigidity to be able to maintain like form and posture and, and to carry the weight. Yeah. And then you have power lifters who um, have no problem carrying the weight but their Being mobility rigid. and like, yeah, they're too rigid in their mobility and their ability to walk um, and like climb and do it for eight over the course of eight miles is, is hampered. So that's one of my barometers in terms of like measuring someone's like physical health is like, can you put on a pack and go like rocket for eight miles? Um, and it's this it sounds kind of crazy, but it is this combination of, of everything. Right. Um, 
strength, stamina, balance, posture, gait, like all those things. Um, and so, um, yeah, so that's why like with yoga, I'm, I'm like, I, I like the concept. I like the meditative aspect. I like the attention to breath and I, I appreciate some of the static holds and, and the flow to it, but I actually think that it eventually ends up doing, um, a it's lot of too harm dogmatic again. It, it's... Well, it gets too dogmatic, but then even like on an actual physical level, like I do think that there is a limit in terms of how much you should be able to stretch and move like the whole, like point. putting your, putting your leg behind your head thing. It's like, all right, real cool. But like, how is that functional for your day-to-day movement? And also at what point does maybe like stretching something too far begin to inhibit its ability to contract, right? Which is how you create motion, right? Like you, you walk, you throw, you run by contracting muscles, not necessarily by stretching them out. Um, yeah. You know, there's balance in there. So, and to like, again, going back to the injury thing, like I have a lot of, yogis that i talk to who always seem to be hurt like my mom is one and she's like oh, just my elbow hurts and she's like i gotta go stretch it out i'm like well what are That's the chances that that maybe it hurts because you've just been constantly stretching it stretching out over the time. hell out of it yeah stretch the hell out of it yeah and then same thing like i'll watch them do something like a throwing motion like i saw a yogi like throw something i'm like all right cool like again, you can put your foot behind your head, but like, you can't like throw a ball very well. Um, and so I just think that it takes something and it goes a little bit too far into the extreme in terms of like hypermobility and, um, in terms of posture too, I think that that's a big part that people miss on posture is that in order for you to have good posture, like everything has to be contracted really well and like everything has to be engaged and like to pull yourself upright and erect. Like there's a lot of, muscular contractions and engagement that have to take place and if you're just constantly stretching 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 pulling 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 i think that you begin to lose that ability to contract and like to hold yeah yeah um it's like if you had a t-shirt and just all you did was stretch 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 and pull it it doesn't go back yeah at some point it's gonna get deformed and like it's gonna not fit very well and it's because you just stretched 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 and stretched it and um one of the great analogies for it that i've heard is like if you have a rope right and yeah you tie it in a knot and you just pull both ends of the rope <laughs> like it, that knot only gets tighter and tighter and tighter it doesn't get it looser. doesn't you don't yeah you don't reverse the process in any way right yeah. exactly so it's like if you want to undo that knot then like some of you're going to have to get in there and you're going to have to knead it you're going to have to open it up you're going to have to um loosen it not through pulling it but actually yeah. through like moving it and kneading it so like when i encounter issues with my shoulders or with my uh hips or with my legs i actually am trying to move it and i'm trying to focus my energy on that point and and open it by moving it and by rotating it and like you can manipulate it with like a lacrosse ball and doing like myofascial stuff oh i love that but that that that, oh it's so huge i also think people miss the ball on that a little bit like i see people like rolling 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 but i think there's more value to be had by actually putting a lot of pressure on one point and just allowing it to really get in there and and really soften it and like yeah find, find the exactly. gristly bits and just grind it out yeah totally yeah, yeah. like really focus it rather than just constantly moving it across and then the other thing too is like um that has to be done with a lot of hydration because like your your myofascial tissues are essentially just like 
um, lubrication for, for most of your muscles and your like muscular skeletal system to move. And so like, if you all of a sudden have this one area that's like super tense and tight and you start to kind of crack it open a little bit and knead it open, like you got to fill it with water yeah. in order for it to really kind of expand and to lubricate like all those different fibers that are going on there. And so it's just like a dry sponge, right? It's like, you can sit here and crack and move a sponge all you want, but at some point you're just going to break it. Whereas like getting hydration into yeah, it to soften it up, I find, yeah, it's like a way better way. Um, that's, that's yeah. cool. I, it, and I've been doing it forever, but it's, it's funny. Like that makes so much sense. I didn't even think about that. That's so, cl- that's truly important. You know, getting the hydration is like, when you say it, it's like, I knew that, but I didn't know that, you know, right. Those things. No, you're, it's, you're so drink a gallon of water now. Yeah, yeah, no, so that's that's an interesting point, too. Um, I want to put a pin that and try to uh, hold on, where were we? But so. you were saying it, I'll tell you this though, I want I wanted to say this just everything you've said up to this point tackles like the biggest problem, at least that I see in fitness as a whole, is that everything is quite dogmatic, and and I think that is exactly why people drop off with anything they start with, whoever. Yeah is that there is too much rigidity and, and too much focus on, on just the idea of, of stress and pressure. And so yeah. naturally going toward your mode of training, you know, you're, you're even, you're even too working on the fascia, you know, which is so many people talk about stretching the fascia. And I loved it when you said the, the movements, the walking, the, the, you know, you're standing and all this stuff. That's, it's it's almost like your your dogma is is living simply you know doing stuff that that very uh, that reminds you of what the important movements are in life you know for sure it's, yeah i don't I know what I, tangent i went on there i just kind of like no i know some we're, we're both I'm like here, but yeah i love um yeah i know that i mean my the the only dogma i have is like functionality right yeah and so and that's great it's something and, functional yeah I mean, yeah, like, like they're going back to the deadlifting. It's like, okay, cool. Deadlifting 400 pounds. I'm cool. <laughs> if that's functional for you. Right. Like who knows, maybe you're a, a furniture mover and like you're lifting True. stuff off for sure. Heavy machinery, um, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no doubt. But like how functional is that for the rest of your life? And then same thing with outside of the gym, like, all right, cool. Like watching Netflix is certainly fun. There's some shows that I enjoy and like, but like at the end of the day, how functional is that for like the life you're trying to lead and create? So functionality is, is, is really my, your big focus. Yeah. yeah. And I think it goes with emotions too. Right. So, um, again, that dogma, like when people say something is good or bad, you know, it's, it's very limiting. It makes it sound universal. It makes it sound like the thing that you've labeled as good is good for all people. And the thing yeah. you've labeled bad is bad for all people. It's like, well, no two people are right are alike. Right. So That's what's true. good for one person may not necessarily be good for another person. So using good and bad as scriptures, uh, I'm not really a huge fan of. I'm going to try to use the term functional. Um, like is that. something functional for you or something dysfunctional? So like even with emotions, right? It's like, okay, so I'm feeling sad today for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to a degree that could be functional, right? I think that it's important to feel your emotions, to process them, to experience them. Uh, and I think that's functional. And then at another point, it begins to cross over into dysfunctional, right? Where it's like, okay, well, you don't want to feel sad all the time, right? Because, 
you know, if you're trying to lead a happy life, well then sadness kind <laughs> of gets in the way. way. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, so then at a certain point, the functionality of, of feeling sadness, you know, crosses over into the, the threshold of, uh, you know, being dysfunctional now where like, if you're sad all the time, every wow. day, week in, week out, it's like, well, now that's become dysfunctional. So to label sadness as good or bad is really limiting because I think sadness also helps like increase your ability to feel happiness and your feel, ability to feel gratitude. That's why we grieve people. So like I said, going That's back to using yeah. the scripture, like functional and dysfunctional for me is a way uh, better approach to describe anything. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's, whether it's a movement, whether it's an emotion, whether it's an idea, like, is it functional or is it dysfunctional? Jeez, man, that's that's some revolutionary stuff, and it is. It, it really is, man. It's it. No, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, truly, it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, uh, Yeah, it really is. It's because you know you're right. The definition is completely different nowadays. I guess mainstream definition and what makes more sense to the general population is exactly what you said. Defining fitness as functional or dysfunctional, what relates to your life. So I think I lost you on your picture there. Oh, yeah. there you go. There you are. I got you. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're gone. Yeah, you no, go? functional, functional, dysfunctional, man. I, I think it's a huge, and it helps really reshift people's mind, right? Because then yeah. all of a sudden, if you start thinking that something that you're experiencing is bad, Mm-hmm. right like oh like this is bad like what what's happening to me is bad what's happening what i'm doing is bad then they start you know enough of those kind of behaviors that are somewhat inevitable you start to label yourself as bad and like yeah. i don't want to i don't want to label anybody as bad right so i just prefer to use the the functional dysfunctional thing i just think it's more encompassing and it's um and again far it crosses less, it, well and far less discouraging it's way yeah. more encouraging yeah. and positive and yeah, it brings For out sure. the best of people, I'm sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What shows do you watch? Go so, ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was asking you a sideways question. I Whenever somebody says they're watching shit on Netflix, I want to know what they're watching. So it's it's you go oh, ahead yeah. and then answer that question for me because I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, no, sure. I like that. Um, I don't even know what it was. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I fucked you up. My bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. You didn't fuck anything up. Um, so... So yeah, functional, dysfunctional, it's a huge descriptor word that I like to use within the psychedelic space, particularly around people um, processing psychedelic experiences. So like one of my ticks is that when people say like, oh, I had a bad trip, it's like, okay, um, you know, is there a chance that, you know, instead of bad, maybe it was just challenging or instead of bad, maybe it was illuminating um, because the only bad trips in my mind are the ones that you don't learn from. So you using try that, to reframe the experience. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I think A, it helps people draw more out of it, right? So if they just say like, oh, I just had a bad trip, then they just label it bad, they put it in the box, they shut it in the clinic, I don't yeah. want to look at that. Never go and back. I'm just going to shut it away. <laughs> right. It's like, well, there was a reason that that stuff got brought up. Like there was a reason why that was what you experienced in hmm. you know the psychedelic space. So it's like to label it as bad and just shove it away again, doesn't seem that functional to me because that means that you're ignoring something. So it's like, okay, cool. You're saying it's bad. What if we just use the term dysfunctional instead? And then that allows people to maybe engage with it more and like really look into that experience, pull out what it is they want, what it is they need, what it is they want to keep, and then be able to let go of all the other stuff. And that I think is functional. And so that's how I would prefer to 
approach, helping people process and integrate these these experiences. Um, so yeah, use the, watching your language around it is really key. It, it, it is. It's it's key for any any client you work with in fitness. It's always it's always a matter of of keeping them away from exactly what you said labeling it as as this black and white thing you know because you know when anybody's it comes with like people say failure is a mindset same same shit applies you know it's not it's not just bad and it's not just the worst thing and you're right maybe maybe it's enlightening maybe it's maybe it is what you needed to experience you know maybe that's cool it That's came so cool. up for a reason. It's like it's it came, still yeah, part of it came up like, for a reason. Like, it, like it, came from, it came from somewhere. Like it's not just this thing. Like oh, like bad. Like yeah. It. Like oh no, can't <laughs> look at it. Yeah. Right for sure. Um, I think that's a big part of what is um, leading to the like mass uh, degradation of our health too. Is um, like just ignoring things. Like time. is just ignoring shit and actually before i get into that i want to i want to clear my mind and get this uh phone plugged in oh no problem. Get this no, phone plugged in i had i had a full full battery but man these zoom calls they plug they burn through it so let me hook this thing up what phone, do, what phone do you have uh it's older i got the success shame Dude, that's it. Yeah, uh, you probably get man, tired of that, man. I love, I love how culture nowadays is always moving on to the next new thing. So you have like still an amazing piece of tech, the iPhone success. It's so great. But like you <laughs> tell somebody that and they're like, look at this dinosaur, you know, like, wow, it, <laughs> you, the buttons are so weird. What? <laughs> so think about it. That's exactly how you know, that's exactly kind of the, um, the programming that advertising and those departments, those creators, those, those companies try to employ, yes. right. They yes. want it to make where it's like, you feel ashamed to have last year's model. It's like, what you have the six S you know, you got to get the 12 and it's like, and then it I just tries to buy to buy. So it's like the same reason why, you know, the dude with the six S is getting shamed for it is the same mechanism that's driving people to every year get a new phone and it's like when did you ever when were you ever using your phone and we're like you know what it's not letting me do this thing that i want to do it's like for the most True. part we text we we you know send messages it can all do the same stuff yeah right yeah for sure the cameras probably get better over time i have no doubt about that but in general they they typically all do the same thing and so it's like what really is happening in this next product this next version that's like that much better than last year's to where like well, last year I couldn't send an email because like I didn't have enough processor speed. But like this year, this email gets to the this one. This email system is fast. Yeah, <laughs> right, it goes right. even quicker now. It's like Amazon. Dude. Yeah, like it's the, the Amazon of email. On yeah. the same note, too, one one of the things that I get chipped up about is when I see billboards or commercials for cars. Yeah, they'll be like the all new 2022 <laughs> Dodge Ram pickup. Yeah, it's like, well, it's not. All new. I mean, <laughs> you're like clarify that term a little got, bit, Dodge. Yeah, yeah. It's still got four wheels and an engine and a and a, and a bed in the back. And like, all right, maybe you twisted some things here, but it's Let's not. Speak now. One car's new. gonna throw in a fucking fifth wheel, and they're gonna throw a completely different structure at you. It'd be like all the all new five wheel drive, and you're like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Okay. So, so while we're on that, note, I'll hit the Netflix show questions. So, yeah. um, I the really point. don't watch it. It's just, it just is not. I, I don't. Wait. What'd you want? Wait. Say it again. I'm sorry. What would you say? You. Would you oh, want? I, saying, I want to go back to your Netflix question. Okay. Um, yeah. While we're on like consumerism and, and all that stuff. Uh, so I really don't watch a whole lot of TV. Um, I will show. I will say the show Yellowstone. Uh, I burned okay. through that pretty quick. Um, season four just came out. So I heard it's good yeah i have no doubt um so i, I, I tune into that at some point that one's also super nostalgic for me though too because i used to work on a ranch in wyoming and so really okay. when i see all that stuff it like it was like one of my favorite things i ever did like one of my favorite times of my life so when yeah. i watch it, i when i watch that show it like I like put my cowboy hat on and everything for it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like in full regalia, you yeah. know, watching. Uh, Kevin Howdy, partner. Hand it to the uh, to the billionaire bitches. <laughs> uh, like that's how European countries view Americans. They're like, "Howdy, partner. Welcome to America." Yeah. You're like, mm, maybe some places, but I don't know. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. So Yellowstone will get me. Um, honestly, cool. one of the things that really into is uh gaia network i don't know if you've seen that but i, I think have not it's, seen um, gaia it's okay own... so gaia is like its own network it's like its own kind of netflix and their goal is to have mainly like spiritual slash uh like bigger picture ideas so they'll have a lot of stuff on ancient civilizations they'll have a lot of stuff on meditation cool. a lot of stuff on like psychedelics and spirituality uh, like joe Dispenza's work right um like he's on there with like his own um series oh wow so um if i'm really in the mood to watch something usually i'll, I'll turn to that um, and try to find something that's that kind of catches my eye but um yeah i mean yellowstone is the go-to i can't really think of what else really has did you watch had me gripped. um i did i, I was wait say it again so did you watch uh you watch squid game i've watched like the first episode i haven't i haven't really everybody was on it you know did that that oh, shot good. up i dude I, I understand that it seems super popular, but yeah. from what I, I don't even know that much about it, but I get a dystopian vibe to it. Um, it, it is. I don't, it's like death okay. game scenario thing. You know, there's been yeah. a countless series that do that, you know? Yeah. So, but it's, that, I'm out. Um, that stuff, that stuff <laughs> is like super, in fact, that, that's so going back to the ignoring piece, right? We're like a, a big part of the degradation of our health is just ignoring shit. Right. So yeah. we, we ignore like, what it is we're putting into our bodies, including even our water. Like, I don't know if many people know this, but like the water guidelines that your municipal, your municipality is following is like from a guideline the FDA set in like 1975. It's true. <laughs> like it's, it's true. super out. Yeah. It's outdated. Most, most municipal water sucks. Um, mm. Like it's just really bad, has all kinds of contaminants in it. So like, we're not paying attention to our water. We're not paying attention to the food that we're eating. We're not paying attention to how much sleep we're getting. I'd argue that we're not really paying attention to the like content that we're consuming. And so, you know, like I just have a really hard time with a lot of those um, like violent, gory, uh, dystopian shows because, um, you know, the stories that you tell yourself and that you buy into you know, really are what make up like your life. So yeah. um, the story of who you are, the story of what you're doing, and then other stories of others too. So like when I watch 
like these dystopian um or like uh fear driven um horror movies yeah. i just like it, it's a lot for me i actually can't i can't i can't do it, horror honestly, because... i cannot do horror for the life of me i i am not a yeah. fan i my family is like my dad and my sister adore horror movies and i'm like i can't i cannot do it man i can't yeah <laughs> it's too much I'm just yeah i i just uh, i like i like i like the old halloween movies um okay like the like the um michael myers stuff i like the old ones where there's kind of this uh nostalgia to it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i can get on board that but like the horror movie fours and like the saw like all that stuff i can't do oh, it because no, that's i just think those those pro the programs that are coming out movies are super strong and they get imprinted into your conscious and your subconscious mind and so like same thing with um true. it's very true same thing with like squid game right it's like or like the hunger games it's like yeah. by watching those movies everybody gets really comfortable and they almost they almost derive a sense of joy and satisfaction from these dystopian um mm. societies that are that are being played in in um movies and so then it's like okay so now we have covid and we have all stuff going on and it's it's not that surprising to me that it's kind of becoming dystopian and sort of it's like hey like stay, it is it's stay it is turning into that a little me, bit like, really out. yeah it's like don't go anywhere hey we're yeah we're gonna pass down some mandates and you gotta follow them and if you don't agree then you know you're not gonna be allowed to travel or like go see your family or like go to gyms or sporting events it's like true the dystopian model is like playing out in front of us in some ways. I don't mean in always that there's a no, lot of in, in some ways. Life. Yeah. But in there, some ways, again, there's it, moments. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's a dystopian drama being played out in front of our eyes. And yeah. everybody wants to go and watch Squid Game. It's like, this shit's uh, happening out on the street. I know streets. it's like <laughs> happening now. So, We're going to walk out yeah, on the I street. Not to partake We're going to talk to so, some people but, like, uh, like warming themselves by a trash can fire. Be like back in the day, 2020, that's when the world changed and you'd be like, Oh wow. Shit just happened. Shit hit the fan. It's different now. Yeah. It'd be like, that's old Earl. He used to be, he used to run the drugstore down the street. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. But to your point, I I, I feel, I I feel that that... they're used to run, you know, mortgage bank. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of a lag. Let me, I move my computer around trying to find better internet. There you go. I think that's better. There you go. No, it's it's me. You're fine. It's it's my end. It's okay. Okay. I'm I'm in okay. a it, my room is yeah, like real saying. real dusty and the Wi-Fi like cuts off in this weird corner area I'm in. So that's why I'm coughing so much. I got like this fucking dust in my mouth and everything. But uh, yeah, man. So but no, be, that's be, that's be super to your point. Actually, before we go to the next one, be super mindful of that actually because there's been a lot of uh, cases that I've been running into recently of people finding like mold in their house and getting really sick from it um so i don't know if you're aware of that yeah well i mean especially being in such a humid moist like damp area like new orleans oh yeah um, that might be something to look into because i've just i've been encountering a lot of people having um mold toxicity toxicity issues and it messes with their their brain it messes with like their mental capacities and then it like physically deteriorates too um, and so I don't know exactly like something's up with that. I would definitely get someone in to try to like test and scan. There's professionals that are able to survey homes way better than 
um, myself. And myself. It might be something like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, if, if that really is something that's going on and you're like, man, I think I'm getting all this like dust, like, well, like it, you very well might be right, which actually, Probably, I, actually. I feel bad for they were hopping over this year, but um, to that same point, right? So you're saying like, hey, I, I feel like there's this this dust in the air and I feel like I'm breathing in all these these particles. Yeah. Um, going back to what you were saying earlier about like the the mace movements and how they feel right. Um, I think that's a huge part of reconnecting people back to their bodies. So that's um, true. We all have like in in my mind an inner intelligence. So within the psychedelic space, they call it the your inner healing intelligence. Yeah. It's like when you get a paper cut and your paper cut heels without you having to consciously think about it that's your inner healing intelligence on a very like minute like small issue small scale yeah, and then like the same thing it, right but that yeah. that same inner healing intelligence is what um the people who are what maps the multidisciplinary multi hold on <laughs> uh, multidisciplinary disciplinary association for so for psychedelic studies um, they're the ones that are uh, passing F, uh, MDMA through okay. the FDA, and so their whole thing is is about um, allowing your your inner healing intelligence to to do what it naturally is driven to do, which is to help heal you. And so you have an inner healing intelligence, and then I think you also have like an inner just general intelligence. Yeah, um, is when people say like, oh, like I have that gut feeling about it, right? It's like that's something though that's coming from your body. Like you think about your gut, it's like that's in your body, that intelligence. That's so true. When, like with um, what's going on today, there's a lot of emphasis and reverence placed on scientists and, mm -hmm. you know, experts and professionals. For sure. And um, while I definitely think that, uh, everybody deserves respect. I think that you can simultaneously respect someone without necessarily surrendering all of your decision-making power to that person. Back to the gut feeling. Yeah. It's like you so can... it's like when you go back to that feeling and the, you know, that inner intelligence, it's like, I think a lot of people are disconnected from that because we're just disconnected from our bodies. And yeah. so when you say like, Hey, like, I, I feel like I'm breathing in. Yeah. They're like, I feel like I'm breathing something in and, and my room here it's like probably because you are probably because like, you are and you don't feel that good when you're in that room yeah it's true yeah right. <laughs> i know that i start coughing like, when i'm in this room into that. <laughs> so yeah. it's like well maybe there's a problem yeah it's true i like yeah, how i just realized sure. that talking to you i'm like huh maybe there is something up yeah yeah man yeah well, that's cool sure. you, so i've opened my eyes in many good. ways <laughs> <laughs> for sure um, awesome, but there was something else that you had there that was oh you started to say something on um <clears throat> uh, what was it it's so cool our, our conversations mannered all, all, all different corners of, of society it's um, it's it's perfect man no i love this shit <laughs> I, i'm not kidding like this is great this is this is what people want to hear dude really and truly shit gets cool. too dull this it. is not yeah dull. but no this you had something there that was really and i was trying to tie off one thought loop um but i want to get back to yours can't remember though. I think of is did it have to do with no, exercise no, or one yeah, of my no, other what, no, or a bullshit kind of, question I asked you? <clears throat> no, no, we no, we hit Netflix. I think you started to say, yeah. I don't know. It's okay the, if it comes if it comes up. Though, yeah. No, that's all um, right. No, that's uh, cool. I think um, 
I think too, one of the other things that's worth sharing like around the, the clubs and maces and like with posture um, yeah. is one of the biggest things that I don't feel like many people take into account when they are starting these, these training routines. Um, I mean, like just all general training routines is that no one really accounts for gravity. What that's I mean by true. that is like you're, you're interacting with gravity every single second of the day. Right. Yeah. So like when you're sitting, standing, walking, running, throwing, whatever it is, like that is all a matter of how you are interacting with gravity. And so a lot of people, like when you see over time, like people, they get into this typhotic shape, right? Where like their shoulders are rounded, their necks forward. And like, yeah. yes, a lot of that is caused by technology and, and devices, but a lot of it too is just people's inability to cope with gravity. Meaning like if at all times you have this force that is pushing down on you, mm -hmm. like the quality of your life is going to largely be determined by how well you can counteract that, that, that pressure, that force. force. Right. Yeah. So like you go into like postural stuff, right? Um, yeah. Like it's I can all see. about perfect. How, yeah, how you yeah. interact with gravity. So like if you're in this super typhotic shape, right, where like your hips are rounded, your shoulders are around Forward. and you've got the like pelvic tilt that's not, like not functional your head yeah. is forward it's like that makes you way more susceptible to gravity because you're not in a nice stack so it's like this is the same way the leaning tower of pisa is like deteriorating day by day it's because it's not aligned in a way that's functional for the way that gravity is acting on it right so um that's going to be a, a part huge of the part of, of this like podcast. This, this emphasis on yeah be like coping, tower coping with gravity <laughs> or the leaning tower of your body you yeah know? i don't know yeah you gotta come yeah. up with these coping cool with names that's always like in the back of my mind it was like i need to pick some cool shit he says out and like put it on the thing and bam people want it i don't know yeah some shit so coping with For gravity sure. that's my I working title yeah no yeah, coping with gravity. We'll um, we'll, we'll uh brainstorm some let's shit. Keep, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> I'll I'll send you some coping options with, for sure. I'm not gonna yeah, I want to make sure I get it. You know coping with gravity using uh clubs and psychedelics. Boy, <laughs> uh, you want to talk about a multifaceted that one that actually. is, but that's but that will draw people in, dude. People are gonna be curious, they're gonna be like, What's this shit about? That's cool. Cause it can't yeah. be like it's funny, it's you know. Not I, it can't be yeah, like how to like how it's to like train people. Yeah, it's got to be like a good yeah. one, you know. Some some like a few things here and something that just like, oh wow, I've never heard that before, you know. Yeah, okay. Coping with For gravity, sure. with psychedel psychedelics yeah. with Corbin. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I like that. Let's, let's yeah let's keep brainstorming that. Um, but yeah, so like gravity is just this huge force that yeah. um, is. Uh, being enacted on us every part of the day. And again, like the pain that you experience when you're sitting at your desk, when you're walking around, when you're sitting in your car, um, it affects everything. And so that's true. Like being able to resist that gravity is a huge part of, of like the posture training that I'm doing. Because yeah. a lot of times too, when you get like everyone talks about inflammation, right? Yeah. And oh like I will I like this element uh you know reduces inflammation. It's like, well, if you're allowing uh, gravity to compress you like day after day after day after day, and you're literally devolving like before your eyes, 
all that does is it compresses everything that's inside of you, right? So it compresses your organs, it compresses your blood vessels, it compresses your, um, you know, your joints, everything. Yeah, everything. And so that compression, squeezed. yeah, everything gets yeah. squeezed and compressed. And then all of a sudden when you try to move, yeah, no wonder you get all this pain because everything's super tight and compressed on top of each other. So if you can find a way to decompress that, like open up your, your, your fascia, open up your, um, your spine and like actually, um, be more erect and upright. You open everything up. So you open up your, your like chest cavity, chest, your rib cage, easier for, to breathe, to be probably. Breathe. And then when you do that, you give, create more space for your diaphragm to drop down, which then helps you breathe even better. Yeah. Um, and then like you start alleviating the the pain and the pressure in your joints right some people talk about like oh like my shoulder sore it's like yeah maybe because it's like you're you sit like this all day long and everything's getting <laughs> compressed and pulled yeah and then same thing, it's like it's this chain of events right so your shoulders slouch your you know your your arms are getting pulled down they're pulling your shoulders down and then it's pulling on your neck and then your head's all far forward. So it's pulling it that way. And people's like, Oh, like my neck hurts. Like massage my neck for me. It's like, yeah, yeah. no wonder. Cause like you're doing a really poor job. I should really dysfunctional job at interacting with gravity. So it's like, if you can find a way to like re-engage everything and align yourself in a way to open everything up, it's going to be a huge part of alleviating pain, alleviating inflammation, alleviating all the things that like drags down on a moment to moment basis in our day-to-day life.